Welcome along to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. I'm joined on the line by Niall Carew, the new Carlo Senior Football Manager. Um, Niall, first of all, I'd like to pass on my deepest sympathies. I know um, you lost your, your mom there last week, so um, th- thanks for coming on so soon. And we want to pass on our deepest sympathies here. And everyone in Carlo J, I'm sure, would, would like to do so as well. Um, just just one of those awful years, I suppose, which we're all glad to see the back of... Um, uh, a probably probably a strange one for, for yourself as well, coming in, uh, taking on a county job, and who knows, you mightn't even have a game in a few weeks' time as well. Yeah, look, it's very strange, Kevin, and I suppose the big thing is, is everyone is in the same boat, you know, um, there, there's there's no one different, um, apart from, I suppose, we're a new management team coming in, and look, lucky enough to have great support from Carter County Board, and also great support from um, our two new selectors now. That's probably not out yet, but Simon Ray and Victor Dial are my two new selectors, obviously along with Jar Brennan. Um, so that's good. And the two Nolans then, Kieran and Kevin, Kieran the SNC coach, and um, <clears throat> Gary, Gary will be physio. So look, it's, it's, it's all good in that terms. And them boys are giving me great support, um, along with John Nolan, who will be doing the video analysis. And of course, Vinnie Cobber, the liaison officer there, um, you know, great help and, and, and it's very important. And in fairness, Tarlow O'Brien, I met Tarlow for a couple of hours there, well, uh, there a couple of weeks ago. My mother was quite ill at the time and I met him for about two hours and uh, he was a breath of fresh air and, you know, pointed me in the right direction and things like that. So, look, uh, it's great to have that support. Yeah, no better man to help, of course. And you know, did a, obviously a very a top job, and uh, a guy that I know very well. And, and would only be happy to to pass on a bit of support to to the next lad coming in. And look, it's great that you have a bit of continuity there. I know Simon Ray very well too, on a personal level. We had him on for a feature here on the Left Wing Back podcast, and he's just a great guy. And, and it's, it's easier for you, I suppose, coming into a setup like that, that you have a couple of guys that were there in the previous one as well for that transition. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And in fairness to to Simon, uh, he was part of it last year. He's very eager, and he's only a young family as well. And uh, you know, he knows it's a massive commitment. Um, and also, uh, Victor Dial, uh, Victor has been manager at uh, Card Under Twenties for the last two years, and and that's invaluable. And look, Jeremy, self, I mean, I was with Palatine for one year, but Victor and Simon know Carla football inside out. So, look, the big thing is we'll be leaning on them to boys for local knowledge now, uh, for the coming months, and. Um, no, we'd be hoping to hit the ground running, even though it's a big ass, because there's no doubt we will be a small bit disjointed leading into it. Um, but in saying that, you, you are hoping to get a bounce as well with lads trying to impress. Absolutely. So the relationship with Jared, talk us through that and, and where you first kind of came across Jared and, and why you've opted to bring him with you. Yeah, look, I suppose, um, I won't say how many years ago it was, <laughs> but I coached um, Manute Sigerson team there Um that's a good few years ago. And uh, Ger was part of it. Actually, I, I was coaching the fresher team, first manager. And uh, Ger would have been a first year in, in, in Manuha at the time. And then I took over the Sigerson team then for two years after that. So Ger was with me for the three years. Um, just a good lad. And I suppose we kept in touch after that. Um, he Obviously, he was a really, really good footballer for me. And did exactly what it says in the tin. And then I had two or three Sligo lads. Uh, one was Brendan Egan was lecturing up in uh, UCD when I was with Sligo. So I had a couple of meetings with Brendan in relation to his game. And Gerard happened to be working in UCD at the time as well, still is. So would have bumped into Gerard. And I suppose we got chatting and kept in touch, obviously, again. And um, a couple of players up there as well. So that probably would have got us closer. And I, I suppose 
Jer and I, I knew Jer when he finished up that his ambition was to go into coaching. Um, he did a fine job when he went into UCD. The Hatton ones, Sigerson there for, um, I think it was nearly 20 years. And, um, you know, when he arrived, he was looking after managing the whole thing in terms of getting in a coach and being part of the coaching team as well in UCD. Uh, and they ended up winning two Sigersons out of the first three years he was there. So, uh, obviously, he's won three at Ireland himself as a player. Um, so, you know, he's seen the transition that Dublin have made from, you know, I suppose they weren't getting over the line and then Pat Gilroy came in, which, you know, coincidentally is Jerry's clubman as well. Uh, and Jerry was a big figure uh, in the breakthrough of Dublin football winning all these All-Irelands after. Um, so, yeah, look, we get on very well. And as I said, Jerry will be able to deliver his message very well on the field along with myself and Simon and Victor. And, and the big thing there is... Um, we'll be very fair as a coaching team. And that's what we're going in. It's not going to be just Niall Carew or Ger Brennan team. It's going to be a management team. Um, and I just manage the management team. That's all it is. But we will deliver a message loud and clear to any player that, um, you know, is good enough to play for Carla Footballers. And, um, you know, we'll be very fair to everyone in the setup and, and give everyone a fair shot. You know, that's, that's the whole idea. Yeah. Now, yourself and Jerry were linked with, I think, Tipperary there not so long ago as well. Is, was there an eagerness to work together with a county team or was it Carlos specifically that you were kind of itching to get a crack at? Well, look, I suppose, you know, the way these things happen, Tipperary come up at the time, asked us were we interested in expression and interest, and we did at the time. And in fairness, David Power got it. And, you know, he was asked, we went under his, he, I think he, David managed um, the minors when not Ireland and Tip and um, under 20s as well he managed them so he, he was probably due with in fairness to him so when that didn't work out you know we said if something else comes up we'll go with it uh, and it was specifically an inter-county team and so was the Carlo gig come up then and, and we spoke to the county board well I spoke to them and um, put across what management team I would have, would have in place and um, yeah, they were eager for that then and I, I suppose it snowballed from there and um, I suppose that's where we're at now Kev yeah, and like in terms of the, the job at hand coming in after Turlo, as you mentioned already, who done such a, such a good job, like, you know, they're, they're big enough boosts to follow. And that's not me doubting your ability as a coach because I know you have had such good experience, be it with Sligo getting to a Connacht final, be it, on, you know, with McGinney and getting to county finals and stuff. But like, it was a big, big job to take on knowing how good Turlo had done before that as well. Oh, come here. Turlo O'Brien has done an unbelievable job. And people probably from the outside will forget that he was selector for a few years before that. Um, I remember my time in Watford, uh, Thurlow was selector with, with, with Carlo at the time. So he served his apprenticeship very well and knew Carlo football inside out and got them to levels that they hadn't seen in maybe 30 years. So um, massive boots to follow. But I'm lucky enough in, with the likes of Thurlow that he still wants Carlo to do well. Um and you know he'll give me every help going forward and he's only ever a phone call away um you know and obviously he's a keen interest with his own young fella uh, playing as well so i mean the big thing is that uh you know we need everyone pushing carlo in the right direction and we want everyone i suppose you know wanting carlo to do well and to improve and you know carlo were very unlucky not to stay in division three they had a few near misses and a few bad decisions went against them. And likewise in Division 4 this year, they're only a point away from promotion, really. Uh, that that Sligo game could have been getting back into Division 3 if they had a nick to find somewhere else. 
and and that happens in in, in football. A few injuries or decisions can go against you. Um, it's a difference between having a brilliant year and just an average year, and and that's what would have happened, Carlo, in the last two years. But in saying that, um, where they're at now, they're a well-respected team now. Uh, everyone wants to play for Carlo. And that's why Ger Brennan and myself want to go in along with Simon and Victor. We want to manage Carlo because we feel we can get them back up to them heights again where they were in uh, 2018. And, um, you know, we, we, we know that uh, it's in the players. We know they can get out of Division 4. Um, I suppose for us, it's, it's to make sure that we, we get them to that level, you know. Absolutely. So, obviously, there was a kind of a, a clear-cut blueprint in the way that Carlo played. Over, under the previous management so what's Nile Cruz management team going to bring like there would have been plenty of criticism there for the style of play even though it did get Carlo results so um, are we going to see anything kind of different or, or how different is it going to be should I say well look I suppose when we when I was with Sligo we played really expansive football against Roscommon um, in the Connacht semi-final and beaten by five or six points um, you know in a full house in, in, in Markovic Park and got to the Connacht final and um, my back was slapped off me uh, from all over the four corners of the country. Mm. And then three weeks later, we played Mayo, and you know we felt you know, we we certainly made mistakes on the line. Don't get me wrong, but we went to play the very same game against Mayo and got blown out of water. And the same slaps turned into kick up the behind, as you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. So from having slaps in the back, I'd welts in my backside after that. So look. Things happen. Um, it's a great game plan uh, when things are winning, no matter how you play. Uh, every manager will have his own way of playing. I'm no different. Turlo had his. It served him very well. I have mine along with the management team. But this will be a management game plan and uh, it will evolve as we're going along. And look, football is changing every year, nearly every six months. Um, but the basics are still there. You know, it, It's what you do when, you're, when you have the ball and then when you don't have it, what you do. So, it hasn't really changed, but it has changed because lads have got a lot more fitter and slicker. Um, and the big thing is, it's it's a counter-attacking game now, no matter what way you twist it. You know, you, you try and get the ball back. And if you do get it back, obviously it's a counter-attacking game. It's what you do after that then. Um, yeah, look, we've set up differently. There's no point saying we won't, we will. Um, but there will be times when we have to set up very defensively. And in fairness to Carlo, um, I mean, they scored quite high in Division 4 uh, that year. I think they were the highest scorers. But the, the problem is, you, 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 sometimes, you know, the media can portray a team and, and it sticks to you. Uh, even if you do something different, it still sticks to you. Um, so, um, for me, yeah, we will we'll set our, our, our stall out. We, you know, as a manager, I'm a real attacking, I suppose, enthusiast. Like, that's what I like to do. I like to really go and attack from the word go. Um and obviously there's a massive place in for defensive duties as well and that will start from number 15 right back to the goalkeeper so um, yeah look it's like two games when you have the ball and you don't have the ball um, but under no illusion Dublin are the best team on the planet for the last 10 years um, and I've seen it and you've seen it Kevin but Dublin having 14 men behind the ball um, and that's what happens you're sucked in tracking a man you know so, I mean, that's, that's the way Gaelic football's gone. And you can be labelled, you know, uh, and I suppose Cardo were labelled um, with that defensive structure uh, at all times. Yeah, and it's good that you have a bit of flexibility with that background team because, like, Simon Ray would have played very open, expansive football, but equally he would have played under Joe Murphy under, you know, in, in recent years who, 
you know, they kind of change into that counter-attacking style you're talking about. So he knows what it's about from, from both sides. Jar has seen it, been there, done that, wore the T-shirt, and is seeing things with the, with the Sigerson game. So you have a nice little blend and a nice bit of room to adapt there if needs be, to, you know, cut the cloth to suit the measure, like. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And look, the big thing is, like, we are a Division 4 team, and, and you're in Division 4 for a reason, you know, and that's where we're at. And that's the level we're at at the moment. And there's no point in us saying we're a Division 3 team until we get back up to Division 3. So we have to have no sense of entitlement to think that we're going to blow teams out of water. Division 4, as I know, any team on any given day can beat each other. So we have to make sure that we want every lad that wants to play with Carlo. Um, and he, he could be one of the best footballers in Carlo, but if he's not prepared to give that commitment, unfortunately, he's no good to Carlo then. Um, so we want everyone to buy into this. And, you know, I'd be speaking to a lot of players. I don't want to talk too much now because, in fairness, they're, they're with their clubs now and, and, you know, their focus is a club until we get going. So, um, you know, I'll certainly speak to all them players that will be on the panel and be given opportunity to join us and try and lead us back into that Division 3. Yes, I, I suppose you're being careful at the moment because they are with their clubs, but at the same time, you kind of have to probably put the feelers out because we're not too far away from getting back going again. Yeah, that's it. And there'll be a lot of phone calls made Sunday night, I put it that way. Um, and I want you to leave at the quarter-final stage. I have had a few experienced players, all right. Um, but I just wanted to get a feel of the panel and where we were at and obviously met all our backroom team and everything's in place now. And, um, you know, really looking forward to to getting going and our training will happen our first session is next Tuesday in Fenna you know fabulous complex out there so the big thing is for us um, you know we'll have 18 or 19 lads probably only back on Tuesday we're going to play Wexford then in a challenge on Thursday they're still in their club championship as well uh, the following Thursday then we're going to play Wicklow um, and then we have a game against Tipperary in between that as well so I suppose them games will be used as trial matches for new players are bringing in to give them an opportunity to play against county teams and to give them an opportunity for us to have a look at some training. Uh, and and that's, that's the way we're going to do it, um, I suppose, for the next two weeks uh, leading into the two to three weeks leading into the Slido match then. Yeah, I suppose it's an awkward one, but it's an opportunity to stay in time for clubs who maybe kind of gone out of it that their players can go and, and, and kind of stake a claim. And I'm sure that's the way you're thinking because obviously... There is another couple of weeks there left in that championship for whoever's going to go on and win it. Um, so that's probably the line of thinking, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. The big thing is that, yeah, look, um, I'm sure, I've no doubt Thurlow got the best players in. Uh, but there could have been one or two lads that might have matured a little bit more uh, from, say, being 19 and 20. Now all of a sudden they're 21, they could be finished college. And they could be in a different place, you know, in terms of careers and things like that and ready to give the commitment to Carlo footballers. Um, so, yeah, it's an opportunity for these players. We will give them every opportunity. And as you said earlier, Kev, the biggest thing for lads we're going to bring in, they're just finished playing with their clubs. Um, so they're not going to have lost too much fitness. You know, sometimes you could bring in a fella, I know my time with Kildare and Slide on Watford, you could bring the fella in for trials in October, the end of October, November, and the poor devil mightn't have done anything for two months. Uh, so it's very hard for him to impress them, you know. Yeah. So at least everyone is going to be in the same boat here. Uh, and every lad has got plenty of football in the last couple of weeks. 
Now, just in terms of getting to see players, Niall, it's not been easy, obviously. You've had your own personal circumstances, which, again, we, we pass on our sympathies for, and it's just an awful thing. If I'd have known, I don't even know if we'd have contacted you in the first place, but thanks for, thanks for coming on, um, nonetheless, like, you know. But in terms of trying to get out and trying to get lads out to, to look at games, we've had those restrictions and stuff. Like, that must be very difficult on you to try to get these lads in, and you're probably very dependent kind of on word of mouth and the delegation of the guys around you who may be getting out to see something. Because Simon even is playing intermediate football, and no doubt he's keeping an eye on the ball and keeping an eye on different lads to bring into the county at the same time. So that hasn't been the easiest thing to do in trying, in trying to get these guys together. Like, Yeah, no, absolutely not. And in fairness to Simon, he's been at a lot of games that when he wasn't playing, he's been at a good few games. Lucky enough with John Nolan has given me access to have looked at games and streamed live. Uh, I was at the Red Villio Lockton game last weekend um, and Victor uh, as you know, has gone to a lot of games. He's coaching Red Villio himself um, and I suppose that's good for us as well. And I suppose the fact that Victor has been county under 20 manager for two years, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we have a brilliant balance. Um, but yeah, look, it has been difficult. It would be lovely to, to rock up the games there at your leisure, but you know, when everything was closed, it was that bit more difficult. You had to watch a few of them streamed. And it is different watching games on a video than being at a game live. You know, you, you do miss certain things. Moving to players, how they're working, are they sticking to a plan? Will they fit into your plan? You know, there's all them things that you can't see from a, from video analysis, uh, but you can see when you're live at a game. So, yeah, that, that has been, um, I suppose, a, a, a negative. But the positive is that, I have two great men beside me. Um, you know, Jeremy said two great men beside us. So um, we will definitely learn a lot from them. And I understand as well, Niall, that um, the semi-finals of the Junior A Championship, along with the intermediate semi-finals and senior semi-finals, are going to be streamed as well. So, like as you know in Carlo, the fact that there is only the eight teams in each grade, there's nothing to say that a junior player could go on and, and make an impact. As we've seen with Sean Murphy getting man of the match, two years ago against uh, Dublin while he was playing junior football with Fenna. So that's going to be a big help too because it's not always easy to get down to these games across the grades. And look, as you say, you can't see it in person, but at least you're getting to see three different grades, you know what I mean, in your yeah. own time. Uh, yeah, and, and all of them players deserve, you know, a crack at, at, at inter-county football because you don't see them enough at senior level. And there will be a few nuggets of gold like there that you you know that you can get that you can can unearth and it's you know it's about taking a, a chance on a couple of them players as well and uh, look that's one thing that we will do we'll give every lad an opportunity if we see anything in them at all that we feel that might add to our party we'll definitely we'll we'll definitely bring them in and give them an opportunity but look intercounty football camp is not for everyone um it's a massive commitment um you know it's 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 yeah you really have to eat, sleep and drink it um, and you know if you're not prepared to do that well then unfortunately you're not going to get the best out of yourself so you know players know that that are in there for the last 10 or 12 years and you know it's not that we'd be asking lads to do any, anything different than any other county but at the same time they will need to realise that this is massive commitment um, but the rewards can be unbelievable um, you know by winning that division four and getting a big win in the Leicester Championship game or, you know, um, getting to the last eight or whatever it is. You know, and Carlo are well capable of doing all them things if we get the right buy-in. And we will make sure, Kev, that we get the players. You know, if players aren't buying in, well, then they're no good to us. That's the whole thing. Um, but look, the one big thing is we'll be very fair with players. We'll make sure that they get a fair crack of the whip. 
if they're not on, they'll know why they're not on. Um, you know, and that's that's all any player will ask is to be honest with them. And if you do that, you can't go wrong. Couple of other small bits just before I let you go, Niall, and thanks for being so good with your time. But um we have a lot of overlap here with dual players. And you know, I mentioned Sean Murphy already. He's been playing very well or played very well for Ball and Killing during the championship. I'll double this up by by asking two things. Number one, is do you, do you see it being a bit of a challenge trying to get these guys that are borderline hurling in football? And number two, how much of an advantage is it that the football championship has been played second and lads will be that bit sharper perhaps coming in rather than maybe the hurlers who have had their championship finished a number of weeks ago and it would have been six or seven weeks again then they play inter-county hurling? Yeah, look, there, there's... I mean, you can dress that up any way you want. I mean, I, I think it's a plus that, you know, no matter what, championship football uh, is completely different than anything else. Um, so you will be a lot sharper for that. So that, that that's a plus. The minus is we won't get the lads in as a group, um, you know, only a week before we play Sligo, which is only really two sessions, one and a half session. County final will be on the Sunday. In fairness to lads, you're not going to stop them heading off on a Monday, you know, to wrap up the year. Uh, you'll invite them in Tuesday for a very, very light session and they'll only have Thursday with you. Will they feature against Sligo? It will depend on how to come out of the county final. So they are negatives. Um, but, I mean, you still have your, I mean, two to three weeks then run into the off the game and you can put things right then. And that's why we're very lucky having um, Simon and Victor on board uh, for all of that. And look, our S&C coach, in fairness to Kieran, um, you know, I've met him a few times now and he, he he's top class and I know I've spoken to a few of the players and they're very, very happy with Kieran as well and, you know, an ex-county player himself. So he knows the temperature very well just after finishing playing as well. So, yeah, there's challenges uh, and there's pluses and also there's minuses and I suppose the minuses that we don't have them for a group as long, you know, just to, I suppose, put a... a a good footprint on, on what way we want to play. That's going to take time and you'd be hoping that a couple of challenge games after there and a few in-house games after the Sligo match that uh, you'd be able to put your footprint on what way you want these lads to play and every lad knows it, you know, he needs to know exactly what he's doing leading into the Offaly game. And I suppose if I'm being honest, our big focus is Offaly and uh, I know obviously we would need to compete against Sligo and we will. We'll do our best to win that game but all all our preparation is really down for that Hofley match. So that's exactly what we'd be geared towards. Lastly, Niall, you're, you've managed at club level uh, very recently. You were beaten by Aerog in that county final with Pal a couple of years ago. Can anyone stop Aerog this year? They just look so good, don't they? Ah, yeah, look, Aerog are, you know, the, you know, when they beat Pal when I was with them in 2018, I mean, I would have felt that they weren't playing that well going into it. But a typical... A rogue that are used to winning year in, year out, and um, know how to win finals, know how to close them out. Joe Murphy, excellent manager as well. In fairness to him, got the boys right that day. And they stepped it up even more in 2019. Or 2019, the one, and then one of the easier in 2019. And 2020, then, or 2019, they got to the Leinster Club final, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So they really stepped it up big time again. So you have to hand it to them. They're, they're kingpins. And no, there's, there's, they're there. They're not just there this year. They're there for the last since I was uh, a young lad of nine or ten. A rogue were famous all over the country, and they're still there. Unfortunately for other Carlo clubs that are, are trying to knock them off their perch, you know. But uh, yeah, they look unbeatable to be honest with you. But on any given day, you know, Ratfilly, in fairness against Southampton, 
um, down to 14 men, you know, and down to 14 men in, in games these days, uh, the way it's the counter-attacking game, Red Philly looked comfortably in winning that game by three or four points at the end. You know, they never looked in danger losing that game. So I'm sure they'll have plenty to say. And if a rogue or any way off tall, like Rat Philly or Palatine, they could catch them uh, on an off day. But if we're being honest, a rogue would have to have an off day. But you just never know uh, in Gaelic football. You never know indeed. Well, listen, we have a busy schedule this weekend. We have uh, Palatine in action against the Blues. We have Rangers against All Auckland. We have intermediate quarterfinals and junior quarterfinals. And we'll come to all those next week on uh, next week's podcast. We'll review them. But Niall, uh, thanks a million for joining us. It's great to have a, a word with you here. And, uh, you know, all the best going forward with Carlo. And uh, hopefully we'll get the Carlo rising again. Perfect. Thanks, Kevin.